return to the studio and Max and Dan are finishing the show. Tim is on the floor directing and Diane and Tina are in the booth. And that last movie is the reason why Sam Worthington should not be a thing. I agree with you on that. So that's it for us. Thank you so much for watching the show. We will see you next time on Dan. And Max. And the movies. Night, Mom. Music goes down. And we are out. Good show, everyone. Great show, gang. Are they really thinking about remaking the kids' movie, babe? Name me a movie that they aren't thinking about remaking. Transformers? In development with Universal. The Thin Man? Paramount. Room. DreamWorks. Not that room. The other one. That one, too. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. We really have run out of good ideas. Where have you been? Hollywood has been remaking the same movie for 60 years. I'm waiting for a remake of Birth of Nations. Oh, oh, that will be coming soon, all right. I'm heading home to the wife. Good luck. What do you mean? I just said good luck. But what does that mean? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines luck as the good or bad things that happen by chance. <laughs> you really think you're as clever as you think you are, huh? Always got me out of a fight in the past. <laughs> okay, see you tomorrow. Well, good luck. Okay, what do you know that I don't know? Jim left a note on your desk. Did you read it? Not at all. I respect your privacy and your personal life and is your personal life. You read it, didn't you? You think? Dan picked up the message. Wife called. Don't forget date night. But why did you say good luck? Diane enters. Oh, good. You didn't leave yet. I need you guys tonight. Not tonight. Date night. I can't be late. You are definitely going to be late. We got a few movies coming up and you need to decide which ones you are going to see and not see. Let Max do it. No, this is your job and you have to do this. Why can't we do this tomorrow? Come on, you have to see them tomorrow. S screener? Obviously. Uh, okay. Dan goes back and sits down with Max and Diane. The Movie Critics, a web series. Created by Matthew Garland. Inspired by Aaron Sorkin. Episode three, The Cost of Doing Business. Scene changes to Dan coming home and Sandy, his wife, sitting in a chair asleep, waiting for him in a beautiful dress with her makeup and hair done up. Honey? What time is it? Uh, just after 11. 11? Huh? All right, I'm going to sleep. Well, I, I, I'm sorry for being late. Yeah? Are you actually? Of course I am. It's been happening more often. Well, they do need me there. Do they? Well, well, we were working on a few things, but Malcolm keeps his viewership up, so we have to keep trying to get ahead of him. But he keeps beating us to the draw. Is that so? Yeah. So they need you there to what? Make decisions? Yeah. 
did it ever occur to you that I need you here? Well, of course. I don't know, because you seem to be choosing them instead of spending time with me. That's not true. Weekends are spent breaking down numbers. You know how long it's been since we went out to dinner without you on your phone talking to Max or Diane? This is my job. You don't know how to prioritize, and it hurts my feelings like I'm not enough for you to spend your time here. I do love you. I know you do, and I love you, but I'm getting tired of being alone. I'm sorry. Let's just go to bed. I don't want to argue. Just keep in mind, I still don't know anyone in this city. We moved here so you could be closer to work. I've made a few more sacrifices than you and not for nothing, but you told me once that you would prioritize time with me and it has been almost a year since we've gotten to even spend a night without phone calls, emails, and gotcha moments. I never thought that being the wife of a movie critic would be like being married to an astronaut and my husband was going to spend all his time on the moon and not come back to earth to visit me. I don't want to argue because I'm not mad. I'm just sad, disappointed, and lonely. And if this is the life you want, then that's your right. But that doesn't mean I want the same. Let's go to bed. Sandy goes up to bed with Dan, sitting on the stairs, thinking. Um, um, Tina? Tina? Tina! Oh my god. I didn't know you were there. I was calling your name. Yeah, quietly. Does this look like a library? Tina. You're like a mouse. I need some help. Speak more loudly if you want my opinion. No, I mean in terms of relationships. Look, I'm progressive as the next person, but you're really not my type. Shush for a moment. So, I, um, I... Yes? Well, um... Jen, Congress doesn't take this long. I might have thing for James. Our Jim? Are there others? A thing? Yeah. What type of thing? You know what I mean. I'm not up with all the kid lingo. Tina, I think I may like him. Like, like him, like him. What are we in high school? Tina. So, you might have the hots for Jim. The hots? The itching. Oh my god, could you be any more crass? Could you be any more naive? I need your help. What do you need my help with? I don't know what to do. You just talk to him. Okay, about what? About what? Come on, you must have done this before. Nope. Have you never talked to a boy before? I talked to my brother. Oh, my sweet. Listen, have you ever dated anyone? Like on purpose? 
Yes. What does that mean? No. Have you ever liked a boy before? No. Hmm. So you are at ground zero, huh? Completely inexperienced. <laughs> well then, I'm glad you came to me because I'm dating two people right now and neither of them know about each other. <laughs> so how does that help me? I'm experienced and you are the opposite of experienced, not experienced. So what do I do first? Try talking to him about his day. Okay, how do I do that? You're nervous, aren't you? Is it really noticeable? <laughs> Only if you were playing poker. I don't know how to talk to guys. No kidding. I'm not joking. I know that. All right. It's just like talking to women, only dumber. Jim enters. Hey, Jim. How's it hanging? Yeah, Jim hanging, huh? What? Never mind. Stop talking right now. Jen, do you have those numbers on the new Michael Bay movie? Um, do I? She'll be right with you. Okay. How'd I do? Oh, we have a long way to go. Tim enters and walks over to Diane's office. Diane. Yes? I need to talk to you. Do you really need to talk to me? You're still the executive producer, right? I am. And that makes you my boss, right? I suppose. Which means you are the authority around here? Yes. Then yes, I do need to talk to you. What's going on? Diane, those cameras. Oh, God, don't tell me you are here to complain about the cameras. That's Tina's department. Tina can't do anything about it until you decide she can do something about it. So, will you do something about it, please? I will do my best, but I have to up the budget from Sam, and I don't know if he's going to be in a giving mood today. Why? What's up? Malcolm just went into double digits. What do you mean? He's been living on TV for a while, and he's ready to take it to the online platform arena. And he's already calling out Dan and Max and saying that he's going to take their audience, which would mean that his numbers are going to more than double after he solely goes to the online platform. Hence, his numbers are going to be in the double digits. Double digits. He's squaring off with everyone like this. Nope. He specifically called out Dan and Max. It's going to be a showdown at the OK Corral. What does he have against those two? I'm sorry? I mean, he fired me because you guys got an exclusive and I found out that one of the smaller staffers leaked something to one of the other critics and Malcolm could give a shit. What does he have against Dan and Max? It's a long story. I got time. No, you don't. You have to grovel at the feet of Sam to get your cameras and then you have to set them up with the crew. Just please help me out. I will do what I can. No promises, or at least none worth keeping, which shouldn't be news to you. Got it. Do you? Yes. Bye. Tim leaves. Scene changes over to Max and Dan entering their office. I don't know if I understood the movie. What's to understand? Well, if I didn't understand the movie, I can't review it, right? You can review it. Just say you don't understand. That's a terrible review. I want to be able to break it down and get into its details. It was a Michael Bay movie. There are no details. There is just big, big blasts of fire and explosions. 
was I dreaming or did a dude just explode out of nowhere? Yes, a dude just exploded out of nowhere. Why did a dude just explode out of nowhere? Do you remember the title of the movie? No. It was called Exploding Out of Nowhere. Makes sense. Diane enters. And the boys are back in town. Yeah. I'm just saying, the boys are back in town. What's going on? He's doing a bit. Okay. What's wrong with him? He's confused. Why? A guy exploded out of nowhere. Michael Bay movie? Yep. Okay, listen, cut the movie about the dog from the no-name director. No way! Dan? I agree with him. We aren't doing it. You do realize that half our markets aren't carrying the movie, and the smaller art houses don't pay for advertising? Yes, we appreciate that fact. And? We are still doing it tonight! Guys! What's the point of having our own show where we talk about the love of movies and, and movies we love if we don't actually talk about movies we actually love? It's going in the A block. That way the D block can be free for exploded out of nowhere. That's what's going to happen with this movie. Still happening. You guys are aware of Malcolm's taunt. I tend not to pay attention to the taunts of a dwarf. He's calling you guys out. He's been doing that for two years. Still not over it. No, he's not over it. Sam enters. Who's not over it? Malcolm. He's got a cult following. He's got a mainstream following. No. I mean, his followers follow him like a cult. He's found religion now. He's calling you guys out. The amount of times that I have to deal with Malcolm can be clocked with an egg timer. So can we not talk about him, please? If you don't take seriously the online issue. Sam. No, guys. You have to listen to me. He's going to take your audience and more with that. He's looking not for global domination, but hoping you two go back to the cave you came from. He's looking to end you both, and if he can have you killed, he'll do that by dropping a Brinks truck on you both. Are you listening? I stopped listening after he said, you have to listen to me. He aims to start a war with both of you. That would be scary, except the fact that he has no ammo. Yes, he does. What does he have? He's got technology advertising. Overhead? Yep. He's not putting any of his own money? He's planning to sell out for the sole purpose of destroying Dan and Max in the movies. What did you guys do to him? Call this bluff. Scene changes over to Nancy, who is working, and Jim is walking behind her desk. They've been in there a long time. Yeah, they just got called out. By who? Malcolm. What happened between the three of them? I'm not supposed to talk about it. Well, I want to know. I'll put in a good word with Jen for you. You're too late. Jen is talking to Tina and apparently learning how to talk to guys. How do you know that? I know everything. She must like you. That's not evidence. Do you like her? I'm a professional and I'm not allowed to do anything like this. Jim, you have been Sans girlfriend for... 
quite a while. You said you would help me if I helped you. You don't seem to be helping me. She's a hard nut to crack. So is a Max. Come on. Okay, I'm gonna give this to you. Not because you deserve it, but I kind of like you begging for my help. Screw you. All right, Max likes his coffee with two sugars and cream. You're a pal. Nancy exits to go get coffee as Jim chuckles to himself. We go back to Sam, Diane, Max, and Dan in their office. What does that mean, you called his bluff? It means that we got the better hand out of it. Stop being vague. Look, it's a long story, and I really don't want to get into it now. Well, what are we going to do? Keep doing a better show. Dan, you guys are going to have to face him out there in the arena. We are not talking about online platforms again. Sam, I've been trying for months, and neither of these guys will budge. We have our followers and our audience. And Malcolm is going to take them, unless you two stay relevant. Every moment, people are clicking on the site with the most up-to-date news. That's the game we are in. It would be a lot of work, and I don't know if we have the mainframe to do it. So we upgrade our systems. Tina and Jim are up to date out there. They can convert everything over in days. Tim has worked with online portals before, so he will know how to direct. The only thing holding everything up is you two. I'm with Max. This is gonna be a lot of work and a lot of time in the office. Well, not like we have any real lives. We'll consider it. It's not a yes. Let us just think about it. The longer you wait, the more work you're gonna to have to do to bring the audience back. You know what happens when people don't think they're at the cool party? Like it's Sardis after the Times pans the player musical? They leave. And I got news for you, they never come back. We move to Malcolm's office as Kathy comes in with some numbers for Malcolm. We just got the numbers. And? Take a look. Ugh, not good enough. What are you talking about? You grew a whole percent in the demo and three in the median households. That's only because I had the Chris Nolan film and they had it too. They? Yeah, they. Please tell me this isn't about them. It's always about them. It's why I got back into the business. It's why I started listening about advertisers and online platforms. It's why I do product placements in my show. To build up my audience, but more importantly, take their audience away. They are still top in the field and it doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. Well, that will change with the announcement. What announcement? Your audience and the industry already know you're moving to an online platform. Yeah, but they don't know what else. What? Oh, no. Yep. That was just an idea I thought you had. Well, I've decided on it. Well, why aren't we discussing it? We are right now. You realize that if you fail, you can't reverse course. I know. No studio will hire you, and no studio will trust you if you fail. It's the cost of doing business. Then why risk it? Because if I succeed, then they fail. They will have to follow me to my playing field, and I will have a head start. 
They will have no way to compete, and they will fail, and they will have had to go in all in on this one hand. It's the perfect revenge. It will end their careers and boost my own, and they will have trouble finding jobs giving their opinions on body soap, never mind movie reviews. What did they do to you? What? You never told me why you have such a fervent hate for them. It's a long story. Well, tell me. They thought they were so smart, but I'm smarter. You met them three years ago, right? Yes. That was right after the... Oh my God, what did they do to you? Now you see why this isn't just about ratings and viewership. It's war. So we continue with Dan coming home and Sandy waiting for him. Hey, hon. I'm glad to see you actually came home at a reasonable hour today. Well, things might be changing. What? The consensus is that we might have to switch to an online platform. Well, I figured that was in the works for months now. You have? Malcolm called you guys out. Yeah? What happened? Well, sometimes you just can't escape your past. So, more hours at the office? Uh, probably. You know, I did a little data entry back in the day. I remember. And you remember that since I've been here with nothing really to do, I started a podcast. What? Yeah, Sandy's gardening tips. But we don't have a garden. A girl can read. Wait, so you have experience in this field? I will help you guys if you want. Yeah, uh, that would be great. Just make sure we keep it professional. Of course, it's the cost of doing business. You know what I'm talking about. I know Max is a confirmed bachelor and Diane and Tim have to put up with each other, so please. Promise me this will bring us together and not drive us apart. I promise. Good. I love you. I love you too. They kiss. We go back to Max in his office, sitting there reading through old reviews. He comes upon one dated three years ago, and the first with his and Dan's names on it. He sighs as a knock comes to his door. I heard you liked coffee with two sugars and cream. Where did you hear that? Jim told me. <laughs> Jim was playing a trick on you. What do you mean? I don't drink coffee. You know, of all the low down... It's, it's okay, come in. I, I don't know you that well, minus the fact that you and your boyfriend uh, kept getting back together and moving in, then breaking up, and you ending up sleeping in the office. Sorry about that. It's okay. I sleep here sometimes, too. Not because I get kicked out, but because I don't really have anywhere else to go. You could go home. Yeah, to an empty, cold apartment. Nancy notices the paper in Max's hand. What have you got there? Oh, just some old review. It was the first one Dan and I wrote three years ago. Even before this show, I'm not very sentimental since Dan and I rarely get along, but it's a nice memory to have. You and Dan met three years ago? Yeah. When did you guys meet Malcolm? 
the same time, the same day, and the same hour. So you three met at the same time. It, it was a press junket, and we were in line together to interview the big name. I can't remember who, probably Jennifer Aniston, if I remember the movie correctly. Well, we were the last three, and the production assistant came and said they only had time for one more or two, weren't going to get the exclusive. We were all egotistical at the time, trying to one-up each other, and, well, we were shocks. Uh, they were checking us before we went in with the talent because there'd been uh, some shootings in the area and drug situations around that time. Dan and I both had a joint in each other's pockets, and before we could say, pick me, we planted them on Malcolm, who was in front of us. We did it both knowing he would get hauled out of there. Well, turns out he was hiding coke in his shoe, which they were checking out because of the pot we planted on him. They did a thorough check of all his contents and found the coke. He was arrested and booked for illegal substance. The producers were so pissed that he had disrupted the press junket, they had him blackballed. Then the production assistant asked Dan and I which one would go in, and I said that we were a team. And so that's when we became a team, out of necessity. Oh my god. I should point out that his name isn't Malcolm, it's Dean. But he has to use Malcolm now, which is how he got back in the Hollywood good graces. But we did that, so the fact that he's coming back for us in the form of revenge doesn't surprise me. We got a lot to lose, and he's got nothing to lose. Why doesn't he reveal what you guys did? Because he can't prove it, and he doesn't want to make allegations. He wants to fight like a gentleman in the ring. What are you guys going to do? I'm not sure. But you can't tell anyone why Malcolm hates us. That's a secret. Understand? I do. Why did you tell me? I'm not sure. I don't have anywhere else to go or anyone else to talk with. Thank you. Now, get out of here. Go home. Get some sleep. You going to go home too? In a little bit. Why did you do it? The whole Malcolm thing. It's the cost of doing business. Nancy leaves, and as she leaves, she sees Jim at the exit door. He smiles, he winks, and then he leaves. Nancy follows him out the door with a big smile on her face. Max sits in his office looking at the review and then the interview with Jennifer Aniston. It's the cost of doing business. The Movie Critics, a web series, created by Matthew Garland, inspired by Aaron Sorkin. Episode 3, The Cost of Doing Business, written by Matthew Garland, directed by Amanda Hurley, executive produced by Matthew Garland, Amanda Hurley, and Megan Garland, starring Andrew Quinney as Daniel Bloom, Patrick McCormick as Max Stern, Rachel Barros as Diane Hope, Anne-Marie King as Tina News, Amelia Smith as Jennifer Reel, Emma Kennedy as Nancy Till, Matthew Garland as Jim Henry, Chris Rose as Tim Hope, and John Workman as Sam Spencer. 
guest starring Victoria Isotti as Sandy Bloom, Keegan Hannon as Malcolm Quinn, Mindy Pierce as Kathy Kearns. <laughs>